hey, Jim, look around the room right now. Everyone is here because of you. The moment I heard those words, it changed everything for me. And yet it changed nothing because I truly am what I always felt I was. I'm the connector. That clarity is what brings me to you and what drives this show, the Remote Start Podcast. Here, I connect my lifelong passion for bringing people together with my love of business and branding in hopes that these talks might better connect your community with what your company is all about. So let's figure out your brand. Let's figure out the target audience you want to serve and how we can use these two things to create an incredibly strong community for your business. I'm your host, Jim Doyon. Let's get something started. What is up, Remote Start Nation? I'm Jim Doyon, your host, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Remote Start. On today's episode, we're going to be speaking with entrepreneur Adam Feinberg on how he started his businesses, Jackson Square Company and its subsidiaries, Rock My Resume and Grow BPO. Today, Adam is going to share with us the importance of hiring the right talent, wearing many hats, and the importance of networking. Adam, welcome to the Remote Start Nation. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you. Let's get this started. Tell us something about you that we wouldn't know if we just met you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And once again, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to do this for a while now. And um, yeah, so one of the things that people probably can't tell when they first meet me is kind of, you know, my past and where, where I have been to get to where I am. You know, a lot of people, and I think just generally with success, people see the end goal. They never really know what it takes to get to that. So, yeah. um, you know, generally speaking, I, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to have very uh, unique uh, perspective and a, a contrast in life where I've seen kind of both ends of the spectrum of, you know, being raised, you know, fairly poor and, and not having like a home as a kid to, you know, being successful and traveling the world. Um, one of the things, key thing that, uh, for, for, to my success is that I, you know, uh, the majority of my childhood I spent kind of surviving. Um, you know, we lived in from house to house. We didn't really have a lot of, uh, places to, to stay. And eventually, uh, you know, after staying with, you know, the, the community centers and, and friends houses, uh, we got accepted to, uh, we were on a waiting list for section eight housing. Uh, so government subsidized housing, we finally got accepted and, um, funny enough, the name of the apartment complex was called Jackson square apartments. And, uh, and I lived, and that was where I kind of have some stability in my childhood. So, yeah, I uh, lived there for a few years actually, which was, which was allowed me to stay in one place. And eventually the, the apartment complex got purchased out and, uh, they ended up turning them into condos. So, uh, they changed the name and, uh, it was a community that I grew up in the Jackson square community. So I decided to actually name my company after that. Uh, when I started it in uh, 2019, uh, and it kind of is just something that just reminds me of, of where I come from, and uh, and it's something that I, I take a lot of pride in. So now, as as you mentioned, Jackson Square Company is more the parent company, and and but we also do uh, you know services as well, uh, and uh, and then we have the two subsidies areas under it under the JSC umbrella. So you know, just just really exciting things going on, and and uh, excited for the new year, and and uh, and yeah, getting started. That's awesome. And thank you so much for sharing that story with us. It's an incredible journey. And, you know, I, I, let's talk about Jackson Square. And, and when, you, when you started the business, like what were you doing before that? 
uh, for, for work and what made you start and you know, gave you that itch to start your own company? Yeah, well, that's a, that, that, that there's a long version of that and the short version. So I'll, get, I'll go ahead and give you the short version. So um, I graduated college in my early 20s and uh, I, I immediately I wanted to make some, a name of myself. And I got into insurance and it didn't go as planned. Um, I didn't really enjoy it so much. So eventually I moved overseas to Israel. Uh, from Israel, I worked in finance and then I worked in, in, uh, in Europe for a couple of years in different countries. And then I moved to Asia. And I was, you know, all these different places I was doing just a lot of different things from finance to sales, to even the, you know, recruiting. Um, so I was doing a lot of recruiting in Europe and then in China as well. And then, you know, 2019, I found myself in China and I had income from different countries and it was, it, it, it simplifies it when you have only income in one country, you know? Yeah. So I, I wanted to really simplify my lifestyle and come back to America, you know, as, uh, uh, so 2019 was was a good time, and then that was right kind of before the pandemic hit, uh, and um, that was a little bit unfortunate. But uh, you know, because of my uh, my ability to adapt to the environment, you know, I, I ended up find, founding a company, you know, based on on, on that pandemic. Because um, as a lot of recruiters have experienced, they have you know different types of experience. But when COVID hit, everybody knows their COVID story. You know, just like. Uh, when 9-11 hit, you know your story of where you were at that moment when you found out. So I think recruiters have the same same uh, process when it comes to COVID. Um, you know, all of my clients froze hiring in, in almost, it might have been the same day. It was definitely the same week. So essentially my income froze. You know, I couldn't, yeah. I, I had my hands tied and I had no money coming in. I had, uh, and then, you know, to prospect and get new contracts during that time just didn't make much sense to me. So uh, that's when I decided to just help uh, some people out, help out a friend with their resume. And then uh, next person, I just charged them for to, to help them with their resume and help improve their interview skills. Uh, and one thing led to another. And then I just started a company, another company called Rock My Resume. And then uh, I started hiring other writers, hired you know career coaches and, and management. And, uh, and now out of the three companies, that's the one that's actually generating the most re revenue consistently uh, month over month. So, um, so it's something that now as an entrepreneur, I, I try to position myself to get lucky, right? Uh, so having these different companies uh, allows me to do business in these different avenues, but with, with the resume company, this is something that I'd like to bring to, you know, seven figures in terms of sales before I go back and, and focus heavily on recruiting and, and outsourcing. So. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely have my hands full and, um, you know, a beautiful, the beautiful part of, of business is just like life, you know, there's ups and downs and, and, you yeah. know, you just got to ride the waves and, and, um, you know, my mom has a saying, which is in Hebrew, which is a little different than how it sounds. So I'll, I'll, I'll translate it. Uh, one day is one day is sweet, like candy. The next day is bitter, like an onion. And you just got to take the days and roll with punches. You know, some days you're just going to have rough days. And then other yeah. days are going to be like today for me, it's the first day of the month and, you know, we're on track to, to have a record month, you know, you know, of course it's, it's very early to say that, yeah. uh, but you know, just staying optimistic and riding the waves of, of just of life and the waves of entrepreneurship and, um, and you know, for the, for the, for the few of us who get lucky and work hard enough to actually make a big difference, you know, it, it's, it's a, such a beautiful process to just look back at. And just to see things in hindsight and be like, oh, you know, I made a bad decision there, but I made a good decision here. And then just kind of seeing how things come into fruition is, it's, it's just beautiful. That's all I can say.
that's so true. And and to your mom's uh, point there, it's that is so true when it comes to being an entrepreneur and and owning your own business. And you know, it's it's important for us as as entrepreneurs to just you know when when things do get bad, learn from it and not that not do that same thing again. And right. you know, really really make sure as we're growing. We're thinking about the reason why we're at where we're at and, uh, you know, self-reflecting. Let's start, let's talk about, you know, you've, you've started three businesses relatively quickly. You're growing, you're seeing a, a lot of success. Let's walk through, you know, starting a business and some of the things for the remote start nation to understand that maybe have helped you grow to where you have and, you know, quickly get multiple businesses off the ground and doing well. Yeah. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I think positioning yourself to get lucky is important and, and starting a company is not an easy task by any means. So, um, I think, I think, you know, the, the big key to my success is, is just not, uh, considering any of the negative energy that I hear a lot of times. And, and especially when I first started my recruiting agency, I did a lot of cold calling. I would just call small businesses, medium-sized businesses. Hey, can I speak to the CEO? Uh, and I just try to get to the gatekeeper to get to the CEO. Uh, you know, having that grit, I think is very important and it'll allow you to, uh, you know, you, you have to be in, in a mindset where you are, uh, cannot be penetrated, right? You cannot, your, your confidence and your optimism should not go out the window. If you call one, one CEO and he says, man, there's no reason why would someone use your services? And, and maybe right. you pitched it the wrong way. Maybe, maybe a, a 1% or 2% of them are right, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, you can let things discourage you, you know, and it's so easy to let things discourage you. And I was doing it my whole life until I got into my mid twenties. I really started to use my, uh, the, 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 the negative, negative things that come into my life and try to turn them into something positive. And there's so many uh, amazing people that you read about who do these things. Like I've been, I'm, I'm into my, uh, into David Goggins lately. He's a, I'm a big fan of his and um, I'm on, I'm on one of his, I'm on a second book and, it, and it, you know, his perspective is so cool because, you know, you see someone, you know, a lot of times you want to, you know, as an entrepreneur to see someone struggling more than you, sometimes yeah. when you get stuck in your own world, you're like, wow, you know, my world is so bad. Things are so hard. But when you see someone really struggling outside of your world in different ways, you're like, wow, you know, this person was able to overcome those things. So, you know, look for the light, you know, don't look for the darkness. There's always going to be people who are going to be naysayers, whether they're your family members, friends, colleagues, prospects, you know, I, I mean, some of the people that I love dearly in my life, you know, they don't necessarily want me to become successful. They just want me to be happy. Right. Yeah. And being happy and being successful. A lot of times those things don't necessarily correlate, especially as an entrepreneur. So, you know, just take care of your energy, you know, it's, you're responsible for yourself. And I tell to all my employees, you know, you know, self-awareness is the most important aspect in business. Know what you're good at, know what you're not good at and, and focus on the things that you're good at, as opposed to trying being great at all these things, you know, and, and this kind of leads into my next point of just of hiring and how important it is to hire the right people, right? Yeah. Because I think as an entrepreneur, you know, you need to be a great salesman and you need to be a great recruiter. Right. You need to be able to sell your services to either your prospects or to your employees. So they gain confidence in your service. Um, or you need to, you know, a, a just essentially adapt to the market. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know if that came out. 
came out properly or clearly, but uh, yeah, I want to go back to, let's go back to business and starting a business and some of the things that have helped right. you succeed. And yeah, you had some great points, some great value there. One thing I want to hit on is, you know, do you have, I've, I've been talking a lot and, you know, start of the new year, but routine and, and mental health and, you know, let's start with routine. Do you have a routine yeah. that you go through? Absolutely. So I have a routine, actually, it's in my, it's in my notes, so I'll pull it up. But uh, my routine is actually, it's very simple. You know, it starts, it starts with one thing and it leads to the next thing. And just a, a good routine is a routine that, um, that you stick to, you know. So I have, I, I try to get to bed around the same time every night and then I wake up every day around eight. Uh, I make my bed. That's the first thing I do. Then I take my medication. I take my dog out for a walk. And then I go ahead, I make tea, I feed the dog, I brush my teeth, I stretch, meditate, and then I uh, shower. Um, at that point, you know, usually I'll eat and I'll kind of eat and work throughout the day, but yeah. that whole routine takes me about an hour. Um, now it's, it's, it's like, I'm not sure where I saw this, but these are, these are kind of like mini accomplishments that I have throughout the day. So it's like, okay, got that out of the way. Now what's next? And, and it's a way from, it was a real game changer for me, you know, just having, having a good routine and, and also it shouldn't be too stagnant. I do think that you should be modifying your routine every so often, but, uh, you know, having a routine, sticking to a routine, I think is, is a big part of having good mental health. And then, uh, you know, mental health is just something that I've always talked about with my team. And I always encourage people to meditate. I talk to people, you know, uh, people who choose, tried to meditate and maybe didn't work out to them for yeah. them. Um, but there's different types of meditation. You know, you have guided meditations, you have, you know, breathing exercises. So there's, you know, you can, people think, oh, you have to sit in a certain position to meditate. Well, you can really lay down, you know, as long as you're, you're comfortable and you're, I think your spine is straight. That's really the, the two important things. Uh, so, you know, mental health is something that I think it's coming to light more now, but, uh, you know, our generation, the past 20, 30 years, people didn't talk really about mental right. health, you know, in the nineties, like people didn't talk about it so much, you know, only the, the, um, you know, a select amount of people really prioritize their mental health. And I think your mental health is, is the most important type of health, you know, instead of your, your body, you know, and focusing on, on having a great body, a great physique, you know, these are all good things as well. It helps you build confidence, helps you be more healthy, but at the end of the day, if you can't control your thought process, you know, I, th I think that's something that I, I would encourage people to really focus on is um, getting getting a, a control over their emotions, because especially as an entrepreneur, especially for us, when we have bad days, it's not possible for us to only have good days. We're going to have bad days. So just be prepared for that. And then how are you going to react when you know what hits the fan, you know? Right. So right. how are you going to be able to adapt to the environment? Are you going to be able to, are you going to be able to be flexible enough for your employees, for your customers, you know, and, and when you're dealing with, you know, dozens of employees and hundreds of customers, these things start to pile on and you have to find a way to prioritize things. What are the important things? What are the things that need to be handled right now? Because, you know, my inbox is, is full, you know, and if you just did it from the most recent back, you know, that's probably not the most, you know, effective way to do it. So I tr I tend to try to prioritize things as like, you know, uh, red, yellow, green, you know, like what's important, what needs to be dealt with immediately. And, uh, as an, as an entrepreneur, you know, you just got to roll with the punches. And a lot of times you get, you know, two or three red 
uh, you know, problems that you have to deal with back to back. Um, and then everything else kind of has to be put aside. So, you know, just, just being, uh, just keeping your ear to the ground. And also another big key to my success is getting feedback from employees. Mm. Uh, as I'm in, as I'm in everything, you know, I'm, I'm handling the marketing, I'm handling the hiring, I'm handling, you know, the website, all these different backend things, front end things, you know, and sometimes one of my team members may see something that I don't see. And I love getting feedback from teammates, from customers, from anyone, you know, right. Um, because this is how we're going to improve. You know, if you're going to, if you're taking these people, if you're taking people's opinions into consideration, you know, I think a, a, a big portion of my, of the changes that we made in the past year or two for, for my companies have been suggestions for my employees, you know, because I can't just, I can't come up with everything. And especially when I'm in work mode, I'm not in, you know, creative, you know, brainstorming mode all the time, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good point. I want to get into the importance of hiring the right people, but I want to ask you one more question on, on meditation and, um, self-reflecting and breathing. And so you had said like, it's, it's something that when people say they, they maybe didn't get a good experience or it didn't work for them. Is there, uh, an app that you use or what is the system, the process that you use that you found that's worked that might be uh, something that the remote start nation can try? Absolutely. So um, there is an app. I, I used it and I gave it to my mom and I, and I suggested it to my employees and it's called Headspace, I think. It's a little yeah. orange circle. And they also have a Netflix special as well, which helps you deal with different types of things like anxiety and stress and things like that. So that's definitely a great place to start. For me, I focus on my breathing. That's a big part of it for me. Okay. Just focusing on my breathing and, and removing thoughts from my head. And, and, you know, thoughts will come and go naturally and just got to focus back on the breathing. And then, you know, you could do counts, you know, but there's no one practice that works for everybody, you know, and for a lot of people, they like guided meditation. And I did too, you know, early on when I was first starting, you know, someone actually with a nice voice telling you, you know, how, what to focus on, what to think about you know, pay attention to this part of your body, you know, feel how, how, you know, you come in contact with your seat, you know, and focus on the energy that you're pulling down, focus on the breathing and the expanding of the lungs. So, uh, so, you know, there's no one way that works for everybody, but I would definitely say that Headspace, the app is a great place to start. And I think they have a free version too. I don't think you need to pay for it. Uh, that's a great place to start. And then cool. from there, just, you know, it's all about self-awareness, learn about the things that are working for you. And it's some of the things that may not be working for you. And some people do guided meditation and that's the type of meditation they do every day, you know, yeah. so there's no right and wrong way to do it. As long as, as long as uh, you're clearing your mind and as long as, you know, you're able to after, after you won't feel anything after the first or second time, but after doing it for two or three weeks, you'll start to, you'll start to feel differently and you'll start to think differently. And I think that, um, it, you know, it's something that you could put it in part of your routine and it's something you can expand on. So I'm always encouraging people to meditate and, and take care of their, their mental health because, you know, if we don't have that, you know, you know what do we have? Right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you so much. Let's talk about, you had mentioned, you know, seems like you wear quite a few hats within the company. And I know as a startup, so often where we have to wear all those hats to start. And then it comes a time where we can finally bring people in. Let's talk about the importance of hiring the right people and, uh, you know, from, with your background in recruiting and your business and, you know, recruiting for your, t your own team, 
like walk us through that and, and talk about, you know, how, how to really make sure you're bringing in the right person. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a challenge and, and there's no, uh, there's no cookie cutter way to do it. You know, you, you, I mean, you're going to have to interview them either way. You're going to have to probably interview them multiple times, maybe a skills assessment, you know, maybe, uh, you know, conversations with multiple people. Uh, at the end of the day, there's, there's no one way of doing it. Um, but you know, the process of running a company, like you said, you can't do everything yourself. You can't wear all of the hats. So eventually you're going to have to, you know, hire someone. Who's that first person you're going to hire? You know, who knows whether it's a domestic person, whether it's someone overseas, whether it's full-time, whether it's part-time. Um, it's so important to identify, to, to be able to identify talent. And, and the primary reason is because you have these businesses that are running and everybody has to do their part, do their job. Now, if one person, uh, you hire them, you train them, you know, you pay them and six months go by and they end up leaving the company. Uh, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, now you just, you start, you know, pick up from where you left off. Yeah. You know, that's usually what you would do. But at the end of the day, this person costed you a lot, not just yeah. money, more importantly, the time and the training and the energy that you gave this person. That those six months, you know, sad to say, probably went to waste, you know, that, that you wasted your money on that, you hired the wrong person. So entrepreneurs who have hired, who, who have done mishires in the past, they feel exactly what I'm saying. They understand exactly where I'm coming from. And I've done it too. You know, I've, I've hired the wrong people in the past and it cost me a lot of money. And it cost me, a, a, more importantly, my time because I spent a lot right. of time training them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, having, having a system in place, I think is important and, uh, you know, just being able to, uh, you know, learn from trial and error isn't enough. You know, that's why recruiting is so busy these days. Recruiting industry is so popular because companies are starting to understand, wait a second, if I hire someone and they end up leaving, I'm losing, losing a lot of money. So, yeah. you know, we did, we did several placements, you know, this year. Or excuse me, I'm in 2023 now. We did several placements last year and that individual ended up leaving the position. So it's like, you know, I feel obligated to continue to help out my client, which I am. But at the end of the day, there's certain things that you just can't, you can't tell from the beginning, you know? So you're, you're, everything is a risk, you know, even leaving your house in the morning, you're taking a risk. So, you know, with every hire, there's a risk reward factor, um, but you know, doing your due diligence, having multiple interviews, you know, these are all important things, but also understanding the position is very important as well. And what I like to do as a, as a recruiter, uh, and let's say, for example, they want me to hire a top producer, a high, high, high uh, production sales member. So what I would usually request is to speak to their best sales rep. And then mm -hmm. I kind of identify, okay, what is this person doing that's different than the other people? And I'll ask them, you know, what do you do? to make you stand out. How, how are you the top sales rep every month? So, you know, interviewing the team that, that uh, is important. Um, so once again, for a sales position, ideally I'd be able to speak to a top producer and then maybe the VP of sales or someone who's leading their sales efforts. So I can once again, understand the DNA of what yeah. are successful people in that particular role, because you can be a salesperson, you can be a great salesperson, but you might, might not be such a good salesperson selling this, and you might be better selling that. Maybe something that has a, a, a shorter sales cycle or a longer sales cycle or a product or service, you know, something that's tangible. Some people do better with things that they can hold in their hand. Uh, 
That's you. So, you brought up some good points. One thing I want to hit on, and you, you had said that you know the job description, like making sure that it's laid out exactly what you're trying to fill, right? And right. so for a business owner that you know maybe not might not be looking for you know building teams yet, and maybe they're looking for their first or second or third employee, and they're handling everything as of as of right now. Like, what number one? It sounds like you need to make sure you have it laid out exactly what you want to look for in a candidate, right? Right, right. From there, what would you, what are some things that, you know, like for me, for instance, if I'm doing all the sales within my organization and I don't have that salesperson to talk to in my organization, is it asking myself a certain amount of questions and, and like really trying to figure out what is working, what's not before I go and try to hire that person? Um. Well, so in that particular scenario, you want to identify what are the things that are going to allow this person to flourish, right? And with sales, it's usually comes down to like confidence and communication, right? Are they confident in themselves? Are they confident in the product or service? And do they possess the communication skills in order to convince someone to, that, 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 or uh, I don't know what the word convince, but uh, explain to someone the services and eventually potentially convince them to, to have as much confidence in that particular product or service as that salesperson. So, you know, what we do um, with recruiting is, you know, when we identify a role, we go through and we kind of try to handpick what are the specific skills that are going to be essential for this role. And then, you know, we go out and, and just try to find those, those traits in an individual. So, you know, um, but all diff all positions are different. Once again, there's no one way to do it. As for a sales position, you know, there's a more generic way that you can approach, you know, sales and business development. But you know, that's not going to really correlate with marketing or with right. operations. So with each job, and that's why recruiting agencies are specialized, right? My company, what we do recruiting, we specialize in sales, marketing, and revenue growth. Now I've done positions like you know legal positions and you know entry level warehouse positions. Uh, but those are not things that I specialize in. And I always would, would encourage people to work with, uh, uh, if you are going to work with a recruiter, work with someone who specializes in a particular industry that, or sector that you are focused in. So for us, sales isn't really an industry. It's more of a department within companies, but most companies have sales departments or salespeople. So, yeah. uh, you know, we're able to work with a lot of different types of companies, fortunately. So for someone like me that is looking to grow, and has, you know, what would be the first step in reaching out to a recruiting company and, and, you know, trying to get help on finding that right person? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Google, I mean, I, I, I go to Google for almost everything, you know, so if I, if something comes to mind, um, I just, I just search on Google. I'd look for maybe recruiting agencies that specialize in this. Uh, I, I, uh, I've never, as a, as an entrepreneur, I've never worked with a large recruit company like manpower or like Robert half. Um, I only know what it's like to work with, with, with smaller companies. So, um, I've had, I, I know people have had some unfortunate experiences with working with these larger companies, but at the end of the day, if you came to me and said, Hey, I have, I have to, uh, uh I have to staff this whole warehouse with 200 people, you know, it's that type of vacancy might be that type of job order might be a little bit too much for a small company like mine. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, really depending on what you're looking for, what type of industry, what type of position, you know, but the ranges could, uh, the ranges for the compensation can vary dramatically. I've heard of uh, people making uh, 
So our, our fee structure is based off of the annual salary or gross uh, income. So if the, if the annual salary is around a hundred thousand and our fee is 20%, you know, then our take would be 20% or $20,000, excuse me. Uh, the fees in the industry have been, you know, pretty, pretty wild lately. I've heard of everything as low as 12% and things as high as 35%. So, wow. you know, understanding, you know, your industry is important as well, because I think, you know, medical healthcare industry, those are at the higher percentages when you're dealing with more health, you know, kind of more warehouse workers and entry level positions, you know, you can expect to be there on the lower end, but i just for the first time in a couple in years, I've heard of anything lower than 20% because 20% is usually the kind of the standard fee, but um, I would definitely say, you know, shop around. Don't, don't just jump at the first opportunity and the first recruiter that you find, you know, do your due diligence, get at least probably four or five people on the phone and, and see who can provide what, and then take a look at their process as well and, and try to understand if, and maybe compare these processes and which one might be most effective for your company. Cool. Thank you. And I like your idea of niching down and finding that, that company to work with that partner that is really specialized in what you are looking to do. Um, so we talked about, you know, starting a business a little bit. We talked about the routines and the getting the right headspace. We talk about wearing many hats and, and the importance of hiring the right people. How is networking played a role in your growth and success? And, you know, is there something there that you want to talk about with the remote start nation? Yeah. I mean, networking is, um, I, I have to attribute all my success to networking. You know, you, you, you can't do this alone. I mean, you need clients, you need customers, you need employees, and this is all part of just networking, getting to know people, you know, I, I'll be honest. I'm not sure how we connected, but I'm very glad that we connected. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of great you know, things that we can do together, a lot of synergies that we have between our companies. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you're not networking as an entrepreneur, you know, you're really missing out on a lot, even as a, even as an employee or an individual, you know, yeah. you know, just making one connection can really change the course of your life. So, uh, actually a, a couple of weeks ago, I was in New York city and I was staying with my cousin in a, in great neck. And he says, Hey, we're going to a whiskey Wednesday. And I was like, well, I got calls, you know, but let me see if I can move something around. So we ended up going to whiskey Wednesday, which is like a networking event in Brooklyn. And I was actually ended up in Norm Brodsky's house. So this was, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Norm Brodsky, but very successful entrepreneur and real estate guy. Okay. And he has, uh, he's probably worth well over nine figures at this point. And I was, I sat next to him and I'm just nice. sitting next to this guy and, uh, I didn't know who he was. And then he told me, um, we're looking at, at the coast of, of Brooklyn and he's telling me that he owned all of this. And I'm thinking to myself, like, who is this guy really that I'm sitting next to? And ended up finding out that it, who he was, Norm Brodsky. And he ended up signing a book, one of his books and giving that to me and, uh, and then invited me to another event. So, uh, at that particular event, I networked with many people who, uh, who I ended up just exchanging information with. Now, yeah. one of which is actually going to be a, a white label provider for my resume company. So, uh, we are going to do resumes for his company and he already provides those. So really, uh, I mean, I've, I, I think just about every single, uh, contract that I've gotten, uh, if it wasn't through cold calling, it was through networking and, um, yeah. you know, someone, you know, someone that may not be able to provide so much value to me, they may be able to provide great value to you. And right. if you're that type of person that's happy to make those types of connections, you know, you're going to receive that back tenfold. So, uh, 
So, you know, I tell this to anyone, you know, if there's anyone in my network that, you know, you think that you can benefit from, you know, just the introduction, you know, I'm more than happy to, to do that. You know, that's such a good piece of advice. And, you know, to, to furthermore, well, first of all, I, we connected through LinkedIn, which is a huge networking okay. thing for me. I, I try to reach out on LinkedIn as much as possible and right. just start that communication. But I'm also big on, on in-person events. And like right. you said, like you leaving the house, you had no clue what it was going to lead to. You did right. it because you're like, I need to do this. I need to constantly network. And I've had other guests on this, on the uh, podcast that have told me incredible stories that like business, David Bradford, uh, he's in some of the earlier episodes, like he went and met with somebody instead of going golfing like he wanted to. And then he ended up being like a huge player in, in his, you know, big Fortune 500 company. Like this is, right. these are things that you never know unless you put yourself out there. And it's, it's easy to say, Hey, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. Right. But when you do, good things happen. And so I, I think networking is so key to growing a business, yeah. exactly what you said. But, but it also depends on the events, right? Because I've been right. to a lot of Chamber of Commerce events that really didn't provide much value to me. But then, you know, I'll go to like the most random events, like this one, Whiskey Wednesday, where I didn't, not like a, they don't have like a flyer and it's not like a big thing, but uh, you know, it was just really eye-opening experience to be there. And, and like I said, you know, you can meet one person and that person can change your life, you know, yeah. forever. Business-wise, yeah. romantic-wise, you know, friendship-wise, you know, all of these things, you know, we're, 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 uh, you know, we're humans and humans need to communicate and we're not like lonely creatures. We like to talk. We like to get to know each other and, and meet people. And, and, uh, I think that, uh, I think that if you're not networking as an entrepreneur, you really have, you know, just have the cards against you. You know, I mean, networking is a, is a, is a key to any entrepreneur success, unless it's a company that just has one client, you know, and they yeah. just produce one product and it's just a simple, simplified like that. But, uh, if, if, you know, for, for individuals such as myself and you, I think that, uh, I will continue to network even when I'm retired, you know, because once again, you never know who you're going to meet, you know, at different types of events. And I'm so grateful that my cousin dragged me to that event, even though I had to move some things around, you know, yeah. because, you know, I've read his book and it's an amazing book and I would definitely uh, suggest reading it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's beautiful. You know, it's just like, just like with business, you know, you, your, your, your relationship with different people, they, they evolve as well, you know? So hopefully in the future we'll be doing, you know, even more podcasts together and, Maybe, you, go. you know, I'm, I'm enjoying these podcasts so much. Maybe I'm eventually open my own. When you get to, when you get to that point, let me know. I'll, I'll help you out any way I can. I love and that. Yeah. As far as, you know, with, with networking and, you know, the importance of it, I know it's not for everyone. And so, you know, remote start nation, I want to hit on one thing. If, you know, Adam and I, we've talked about hiring talent and the importance of the right people. When you get to that point, if you understand that, networking isn't something that you're going to do because it's just not in your cards. That's cool. Hire somebody that it is in their cards and that's what they want to do because now they can go out and still make those connections and make those opportunities and meet the right people that could have a huge influence in your business, even though it's not you that's out there doing it. Would I say do it? Yes. hundred percent. Adam, you obviously same thing, but I know my business partner 
you know, in the beginning, like he didn't like to go to conventions. He didn't like to be, you know, the face of our company. I did. And that was fine. Now he's, he's out there all the time, constantly networking, but it took him a long time to get it, that confidence up to a right. point that he was like, I'm going to go do this. I, I know I could do other things, but I'm going to go do this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I it's a very similar situation. Like some of my colleagues, I've, I've dragged them to their first events and now they're going to events on their own, you know? So, so, you know, it's important to get out of your comfort zone. I think it is as an individual, as an entrepreneur, I think it's super important. And I found too, with any time that you are doing some type of networking, and I, I find it always helps to go with somebody that you're sure you, you, you two have a great relationship and right. you can bounce ideas and conversations off of each other and include you in, you know, certain conversations you're having. So I, I, that's another thing that I would recommend as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember we went to a chamber event with my, uh, my, my, my colleague and he was uh, talking about, he was representing rock my resume and I was representing Jackson square company. And then when something relevant that I ran into, I would go grab him and say, Hey, let me introduce you to this person and vice versa. So, um, you know, it, it's great to get, um, to get it, you know, to go to those types of events and, uh, you know, sometimes they're hit or miss, but when they're hit, you know, you can meet three or four people in one day that can become clients can be, you know, really yeah. make a big impact on, on the future success of your company. Yeah, that's huge. Well, Adam, unfortunately, our time is going to come to an end here soon. I've got a, one more question I want to ask you, but before we do, where can the Remote Start Nation find you? Yeah, so you can find me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm pretty active there. Uh, Adam Feinberg, F-I-N-E-B-E-R-G. Um, and then, of course, our websites are jacksonsquarecompany.com, uh, rockmyresume.com, and then we have growbpo.com. Excellent. What's the biggest takeaway you can leave the Remote Start Nation with? that either we hit on today or maybe we didn't get to, but you want to make sure you get the point across. Um, all right. Well, I think hiring, I really want to get the point across for hiring because once again, you can't wear every hat in the business. And if you, if you do, it has to be temporary. You know, you're not going to be the best salesman and simultaneously be great with dealing with customers and, you know, great with marketing and all these other aspects of the company. You eventually have to hire people and do your due diligence, make sure that the person that you're hiring is the right person for the job because, you know, you're going to end up paying for it, unfortunately, if, if, they're, if they don't pan out. Yeah, for sure. Well, Remote Start Nation, I hope you learned as much as I did from Adam today. And I hope you can put it into work for you and, and get started. From the bottom of my heart, thank you all for joining us on this journey. Remember, leave a comment, subscribe, and share the episode with your community who you think could learn from something you heard today. Adam. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Remote Start Nation. Thank you, Jim. And uh, hopefully, hopefully we can do this again. Absolutely. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've come to the end of another episode. I want to thank you for allowing me to share my passion of bringing people together through business and branding in hopes to connect you with your community. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Woodward Movement, the leader in brand identity, branded merchandise, and brand delivery. Check out our remotestartpodcast.com for more episodes and our social channels to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover our fantastic free resources to help you build a strong community for your business. I'm Jim Doyon. Thank you for connecting.